Intertech's Building and Construction Podcast, where we discuss all things related to consulting, testing, and certification for building products and construction. I'm Sean Donovan with Donovan & Associates, and I'll be your host for today's podcast. We're excited to have John Runkle as our guest today. John is Vice President for Building Science Solutions, and John will be discussing the building sciences side of Intertech. Welcome, John, and thanks for taking some time with us today to join us on this podcast. Well, Sean, it's great to be here. appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. I'm really excited about this topic. You and I have had a chance to talk a little bit before uh, uh, on this, and uh, it really sounds like there's a lot involved when we talk about building sciences. Uh, Can you, for our audience, can you just first give a little background on yourself, and then we'll kind of jump into the building sciences, but can you share with the the audience uh, kind of your background and experience in this space? Sure. I uh, was always a consultant, and you know, I think for a while it was tough for companies like Intertech to get their hands around how does consultancy fit into the tick industry, right? And our CEO, Andre, figured it out very quickly. And it's the ATIC part of it, right? It's the assurance part. Um, so that's been my background forever and ever. So, John, we're talking about building science today. Is this a common term in the industry or is this unique to Intertech? I think building sciences is becoming a common term in the industry, um, but it suffers a little bit from the same thing that we suffer from, is that is our biggest problem is folks don't know we exist. Um, but when you've seen things over the years, like the evolution of mold in buildings, the desire for sustainable buildings, the understanding that all building systems need to work together, that's building sciences. And so we're becoming aware of this, um, you know, as a people, as an industry, as a profession. Um, but it, it takes a little bit more time for us to be fully ingrained into society. Can you share the background and the history, if you will, with building science and intertech? Sure. You know, and, it, and it's kind of a funny story. And I don't want to say that we weren't wanted, but nobody understood how to fit a consulting group into the tick space. And I think, you know, probably at the same time where Andre was thinking about that in his mind, we started to do some of this where we said, look, there's this tremendous testing and inspection resource, and we can link in some really great expertise to help consult in, in this umbrella of testing and inspection that's already well formed. And so we started to do it. And of course, change is uncomfortable for everybody. But once we, once we got into it, I think everyone can see the results now. It seems like there's a large mix of services within this building science uh, category, if you will. Uh, Can you talk about perhaps maybe your top three or four services within this group that you guys are typically involved with? Sure. Yeah. And building science is a really large umbrella. Um, Our core expertise has to do around uh, waterproofing, um, air barrier sustainability type services where we are preventing problems in buildings. Um, And we will do that by starting with design reviews and we would do inspections and testing and consulting to make sure that what the end user wants is actually gonna get built. Um, But we have other services too, where we would go and work on existing buildings and that might be a property condition assessment and and those sorts of things. But the core fundamental is uh, air, water, moisture type things. Now, when we were talking the other day, uh, I found it interesting that uh, forensic is a part of what you do, too. Just out of curiosity, can you talk a little bit about that aspect of the business? 
So forensics is usually trying to figure out a problem that exists. And we we have forensic investigators, and we're actually one of the few business lines within Intertech that actually does uh, insurance and litigation work. So personally and in our group, we spend a, a lot of time being expert witnesses. Um, so not just solving the problem, but actually taking it the whole way through you know court if that is is part of the progression. So, John, we've uh, we've had some podcasts in the past. Where we're talking about some of the testing services and some of the uh, certification services. How does your group tie into those other services that Intertech offers or does it? Yes, it's heavily linked, especially when you look at testing and the field testing side of it. But there's an important distinction because you don't want to start with the test. You want to make sure that you're on the right track before you execute the test. The test is an important part. And certainly if you get a poor result on the test, again, there's more consulting and assurance that needs to occur along with that test. So it's it's kind of... Um, I want to say it wraps around it, um, the existing services. It very complements it very well. But just as Andre has laid out, it's the ATIC portion of it, which starts before and it continues after our core services. Right. And with that said, do you typically have long-term relationships with your clients or is it typically you come in and, and you do some consulting and you, and you leave? I mean, how does, how does your relationship work with clients typically? Yeah, our typical job is actually quite long. It's over a year in, in execution, which is unusual at Intertech. But when you look at building a new building, which could be multiple years, it's, it's not too much of a surprise. Sometimes our forensic investigations or our property condition assessments, they could be shorter term exercises. But by and large, we have a, a really long project execution cycle. Um, and again, with our client experience, um, you know, those usually turn into new projects where we'll have relationships with clients for decades. Just to touch a little bit on, on consulting services, kind of big picture in our industry, uh, have you seen uh, an increase or a decrease in these type of services? Well, it, it's always more. And just as the name Building Sciences suggests, it's, it's rather generic, right? And so we spoke earlier about it being air and water, but it has increased in terms of our services significantly, where you know we're, we're being asked to do acoustical, we're asked to do vibration, structural, um, even advice on modular construction and so forth. And so what we've seen is an expansion in the breadth of our practice and in the geography of our practice as well. How about uh, a big topic right now, since we're in the middle of the hurricane season, how about when it comes to the hurricane market? I mean, you guys, uh, I know you, you play in that space. It's a, it's, a, it's a big market when it comes to testing certification, I would assume consulting as well. Yeah, it's probably our fastest growing sector where we support those that are involved in um, assessing hurricane damage, as well as uh, cost estimating and de developing any remediation that's needed. Um, it, obviously, it's not just hurricanes, uh, but that's a that's a dominant thing, especially this time of year. And uh, again, that's the fastest growing sector of our business right now. Yeah, I, I'm curious. I just kind of I had a thought uh, around design assist. Do you guys get involved with design assist with with architecture owners before a project starts? We do. Yes. And in the context of the previous conversation, we have to be a little careful to not do design assist when we're doing commissioning, but we can certainly do both, just not on the same project. Um, and we've actually been the designer of record for some small things. And good examples of that would be waterproofing designs, air barrier designs, and in some case, structural repairs and so forth. 
who really are your target audiences for the services that you provide? Again, this is another differentiator with us in most most groups. You know, product manufacturers are on our list, but they're close to the bottom. You know, we're really looking at developers. We're looking at uh, contractors, at architects, attorneys, um, which you know those are probably not at the top of most of Intertech's business lines clientele list. When you look at really the value you guys bring, what's the greatest value that your team really brings to a client on a particular project, regardless if it's any one of those clients or target audiences that you just mentioned? Well, we pride ourselves on being able to find a solution for them. And we also are somewhat a miscellaneous department. And so a lot of times we get requests where really people don't know where else to turn. And so we pride ourselves on being able to give them that solution that they really struggled to find. And, and do you find that it varies from from project to project or, you know, client to client or service to service? Yeah, I mean, like all businesses, we have our core services and we talked about the property condition assessments. We talked about, you know, the building commissioning and the forensic evaluations. But we have lots of very one off kind of odd challenges to solve for our customers. And um, quite frankly, they're the most fun. Yeah, we know your business is a international uh, or international in scope. Would that be a true statement? Absolutely. And I think some of our best project experiences are those where we're involving not just our building science international team, but other Intertech team members to help bring creative solutions. And so what we've been able to do through technology is to bring expertise anywhere into the world um, through partnerships, again, with our local um, personnel, but expertise that might be contributing from afar. So do you see this or do you see that perspective as a, as a competitive advantage? The fact that you can you have those resources and, and you are an international player? Absolutely. Um, when you look at, you know, the drivers behind our services, desire for, you know, a sustainability certification or they want to have a building that is a, a place where people want to work or are comfortable working or don't have leaks and so forth. That problem exists all throughout the world, but the solution doesn't. And so when we're able to bring it to even remote parts of the world, that's a huge value to our customers. So, John, if we can just touch on a couple examples, I think it's always interesting to hear kind of the, the real life stories on how you interact with a client. Can you talk a little bit about maybe a few recent client projects and some of the challenges and, and how you worked with the client and ultimately the end result? So we had a standard building closure commissioning job in, in New Jersey where we were you know, doing our drawing reviews. Um, watching things get built, um, observing the testing, documenting the testing, in some cases executing the testing, um, helping the resolution of any challenges with that. But the un unique wrinkle with this one was the fabrication was done in China. Some of the assembly was done in China. Some of the testing was done in Germany. And things were put on shipping containers and sent to certain places. And we had to leverage really the full strength of Intertech to complete this job, where we had team members in China that um, were assisted by subject matter experts from afar that helped us with those inspections. We had different checkpoints to make sure that when things were shipped and received, that they were in the same quality that they were you know, when they were tested. And we helped the customer develop, uh, you know, a quality assurance plan to make sure that that value was maintained throughout the whole life of the project. And it really helped them minimize that risk. 
So, John, where is where's your team located, the Building Sciences Group? Well, if I answer this in a couple months, it'll be a longer answer. But right now, we're predominantly based in North America with a high concentration in the U.S., but we also have team members uh, throughout the Middle East as well as in Asia, specifically China. And you have offices throughout the U.S.? We do. We have over 20 offices throughout the U.S. So, you know, we're within a drive of, of just about anywhere in the, in the country. Great. And are those offices typically tied to some of the, the testing facilities as well? Or are they independent offices? Well, we have both. We have cohabitation locations and we also have locations where, we, you know, we need to be close to the project sites. And so we actually... Um, have a few more locations that are located specifically in between some of those holes that we had in our laboratories. So, John, I have to assume you guys got a, a pretty big team when you talk about the scope and the locations. Can you talk a little bit about you know the size of your team and some of the key players and, and how you guys are structured uh, internationally? Sure. Yeah, our team is about 200 right now. Um, however, when you look at the resources that we have, when we tap into laboratory expertise and so forth, it's really about 350 people that actively help solve problems for our customers. Um, and we have really deep skill sets as well. So certainly we have folks that are all-rounders, maybe like myself, but we have folks that are just very specifically focused on certain areas like glazing experts, stone experts, people that can get way down in the weeds um, of any topic that's needed for our customers. And when you guys go on and you have a project, do you have team leads or how, how do you typically structure your team and assign folks to a particular project? Yeah, I think this is you know similar to, to most folks. They're going to have a main point of contact and a project manager. Um, but our projects are also often multidisciplinary where they're going to have that coordinated person, but that person's not going to be the one that's going to be able to solve all their problems, but they're going to provide the links to the other team members that can solve those problems. You know, and I'll give you an example of that. So, you know, we might have a project that has a little bit of an acoustical component or a fire component. Um, those acoustical and fire and the and the moisture folks will not be the same folks. These are all different professions, but they're going to have that point of contact, that project manager that's going to tie it all together for them. You know, we've talked about some of the things that you guys do and how it's a little bit unique to the Intertech business. Can you elaborate a little bit on how the building sciences is different than some of the core Intertech services? Yeah. So our goal is not necessarily to help bring a product to market and make it fit for sale and safe. Our goal is focusing on the built environment. So anywhere there's a building, there's a place for building sciences. You had mentioned to me before the term kind of desire versus required. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, and it's it's a little different concept because I think a lot of the Intertech customer experience has to do around something that they have to do, a code or something they have to comply with, and they're coming to us to, I hate to say it, check a box. That's not what building science is about. Right. Building science is about solving a problem. Maybe it's a problem that they don't have but they're afraid about. Maybe it's a problem that they're very well familiar with, and we help them get their buildings to function and perform better. So, John, it, it sounds like essentially this was a startup within Intertech, and, uh, and you've had great success uh, as a result. But what's really uh, allowed you to create this success uh, within this platform? Well, there's there's two things. One is, you know, Gavin Campbell with with his vision and his support to, to see how 
a consulting group could really not only exist but thrive within the framework of a, of a tick company. And uh, secondarily is the quality of our experts. We just have great people and we have a lot of fun. So yeah, I find this interesting, John, as a marketing person, what are you guys doing to really market your services? Because as, as a startup, that's always the biggest challenge, right? And you've had a lot of success, but what, what are you guys doing to really promote what you do and how you do it? Yeah, I guess the short answer is probably not enough. You know, we were laser focused on solving our clients' challenges, working on projects and doing our best work. And we've done a lot of just repeat work through that. But it's time for us to kind of expand and make sure that other customers that also need these solutions know where to find us. Yeah, and, and that makes sense. And that, that's always the challenge, right? Because you get so busy and doing your work. And it's like, wow, we got to let people know who we are and what we're doing. And the best thing you got going for is you got uh, one of the biggest names in the industry with, with Intertech. So uh, that certainly doesn't hurt. It's been a huge uh, wind in our sails. And uh, folks like you are doing a great job of helping us to preach the gospel. Well, John, listen, thanks for sharing. Uh, this has really been a lot of great information on building science solutions. Um, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you think would be worthwhile sharing with our, our audience related to this topic? Yeah, I think it's it's nice for the, them to know that there is a resource, right? And that we're more than just a pass-fail organization. Also, we're not just an organization where you go to where you have to, right? Our clients come to us because they want to come to us. They have a problem. They don't know where to go. Um, but it's not necessarily a problem where they're mandated to do this test and they need somebody to execute the test. We go way beyond that. And I really think it's important for customers to know that there's a resource there that can help them beyond the test. That's great. Well, John, uh, if folks need to get a hold of you, how's the best way to either get a hold of you or your team? What's uh, what's the best route here? Well, you can always, and I mean always, call me or email me. So the cell phone number is 717-495-8286. And my email is john, J-O-H-N dot runkle, R-U-N-K-L-E at intertech, I-N-T-E-R-T-E-K dot com. John, thanks again. And for that, that concludes uh, this podcast for Intertech's building and construction business. Thank you.